All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. Here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, what's up? The Colts Daily Update is on the air here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Colts are back to work today. They're gearing up for Sunday's Week 6 game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's round two between these two AFC South rivals. The Jags won the first meeting 24 to nothing back in Week 2. And the Jaguars have won the last two meetings with the Colts when you factor in Week 18 last year. And this will actually be the earliest the two teams have completed their season series since the AFC South was formed back in 2002. The Jaguars have topped the Colts in the last two games by a combined score of 50-11. to But those games were in Jacksonville. This go-around on Sunday, of course, is at Lucas Oil Stadium, where the Colts have won four in a row against the Jaguars in eight of the last nine. The Jags, in fact, have lost 13 straight road games against the AFC South. That's the second longest streak of in-division road losses since divisional realignment in 2002. The Colts come into the game. They're rested to a degree, having played on Thursday night last week. They come in 2-2-1. The Jaguars are two and three losers of two in a row coming into week number six. They lost to the Texans on Sunday, 13 to six, in a game that was just as ugly as the Colts and Broncos game. Jacksonville turned it over twice with picks. They didn't score after halftime. They went 0 for 3 on fourth down, turned it over on downs three times, and they went 0 for 3 inside the red zone. But despite the loss, they're still in the thick of the AFC South, just like the Colts. And second place in the division is up for grabs coming up on Sunday. The scouting report on the Jaguars is their 15th in scoring, but turnovers have killed them in the last two games. They have seven turnovers in the last two games, including five against the Eagles two weeks ago. Trevor Lawrence had two picks last week against the Texans, including one inside the red zone that was a killer. And over the past two weeks, He's completed just 51% of his passes. He's got two touchdowns and three picks and four lost fumbles in that time, but he's been great in their wins. In those games, he's completing 76% of his passes for nearly 500 yards, five touchdowns, and no turnovers. And that same cast of skilled players that hurt the Colts back in week number two, they're all back in this game. Travis Etienne, James Robinson at running back who ran for a 37-yard touchdown, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. The bread and butter for the Jaguars' defense. They're giving up just 16 points per game, which is fourth in the NFL, and they blanked the Colts back in week number two. They ranked sixth against the run, which is a very good number, but it would be even better if they didn't allow a combined 326 rushing yards to the Eagles and the Texans in these last two games. They're tied for fifth in the NFL in takeaways with nine, and they've got a very disruptive team in their front seven. 23 tackles for loss, seven picks, and 33 passes defensed, which is the most in the NFL. Looking back in on the Colts going into this game, a big storyline for the Colts' offensive line. They rotated that unit up front against the uh, Broncos on a short week last week. It was Bernard Ryman starting at left tackle, Quentin Nelson at left guard. Ryan Kelly got the start at center, but he had to exit the game in the second quarter with a hip injury. Braden Smith moved from right tackle to right guard, and Matt Pryor started at right tackle from left tackle. And Frank Reich said today that the plan for the Colts is to stick with Ryman at left tackle going forward. So now what happens with Matt Pryor? Does he move to guard? Or did the Colts stick with Braden Smith at right guard? And Frank Reich today talked about why the team moved Braden Smith from tackle to guard last week against the Broncos. You know, one of the reasons, I won't get into all the reasons, but I just 
because there's a lot of moving parts. But I would say um, one of the obvious reasons, which I'm sure you guys are were figuring, was you know, Braden as a run blocker is just he's elite. I mean, he's one of the best in the league. So in an effort to get the run game going, is hey, let's put him inside. Um, you got he and Quentin and Ryan in there. So it wasn't as much of a reflection of tackle. Just yeah, had nothing to do with him at tackle. I mean, we, he was you know we we. It wasn't that we felt like he wasn't playing well at tackle. This was run game and center of the pocket, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's the move we made. That's Frank Reich on the move from tackle to guard with Braden Smith. We'll get a better idea of the offensive line combination later in the week. Injuries also big for the Colts going into this game, and they came out of the Denver game very banged up. The first injury report for the week was released earlier today, and it's lengthy. Not practicing today for the Colts were Tony Brown with a concussion, Eric Johnson with an illness, Ryan Kelly did not go with a hip. He was seen working out to the side today. Shaq Leonard did not practice with a concussion and a broken nose. Quiddy Pay with an ankle. He left the game last Thursday early with that. Jonathan Taylor did not go today with an ankle, and he was seen working out to the side today as well. Limited in practice today, Julian Blackman with an ankle. He's missed the last two games with that. And Naeem Hines and Taekwon Lewis were limited today, still in the concussion protocol. They did work out today but wore the red non-contact jerseys. Also, too, before we break, don't want to forget about Chase McLaughlin. Congrats are in order for him today. He was named AFC Special Teams Player of the Week for Week 5. He made all four of his field goal attempts last week in Denver and became the first kicker in Colts team history to make three field goals of at least 48 yards in a single game. He also made two over 50, and he's now 11 for 13 over 50 in his career. So tip of the cap to Chase McLaughlin. All right, time for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from rookie wide receiver Alec Pierce, who also needs a tip of the cap. He's coming off a career-high eight catches for 81 yards against the Broncos on Thursday, and he'll talk about his big game and adjusting to life in the NFL when we come back on the Colts Daily Update on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Daily Update with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. Welcome back on the Colts Daily Update. I'm Matt Taylor. Colts and Jaguars on Sunday, round two between these two AFC South rivals. The Colts are looking to avoid this season series sweep from the Jags for the first time since 2017 and also looking to record their first AFC South win of the season. As promised, we're going to leave time to hear from Colts rookie wide receiver Alec Pierce to join myself and Jeffrey Gorman in the radio studio a little bit earlier today. Alex coming off a career-high eight catches for 81 yards against the Broncos and was instrumental on the final drive of the game for the Colts in regulation. He had three catches on that drive for the Colts to get into field goal range and tie the game. He is the first Colts rookie-wide receiver to tally at least eight receptions in a single game since Austin Colley did it back in Week 5 of 2009, and he has 15 catches for 222 yards in the last three games. That ranks fifth in the NFL in receiving yards among rookies so far this season. And again, earlier today, he started off talking about when he knew he could play at a high level in the NFL. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, after having Week 1, I think I went out there you know, week two, I was out with a concussion. Um, but after that, you know, going into week three, I kind of just told myself I was going to go out there and just and just let it loose and just play, you know, like I always did and, and just have fun, you know, and just play loose. Hey, i got to go back to it, and it just shows that, you know, you're a strong-minded athlete as well as an elite one. That first one, that drop that people mm-hmm. talk about, hey, you got to get it out of your system, stuff like that. As a rookie, it came in. Yeah. How long did you sit on that? 
Um, you know, it's probably the the day you know happened the night of, and then I woke up the next day, you know, and I told myself I want, you know, I was gonna I was gonna make something of it. Just like the great I mean. ones, man. Just yeah. like the great ones. I'm telling you, talk to Peyton Manning about his first few flicks <laughs> in the NFL. Alec Pierce. Now you, you talk about confidence. You had, as Jeffrey said, eight catches for a career high 81 receiving yards on Thursday night football last week in Denver. What what did that game do for your confidence? And what do you think that game did for Matt Ryan's confidence in you? Three big catches mm. on that final drive of regulation to set up the Colts for the game-tying field goal. Yeah, you know, for me, you know, I just kind of proved to myself the, the things that I already felt and knew, mm-hmm. you know, that I can that I can go out there and make plays at this level. Um, and then I think hopefully for the team, I think it just, you know, build confidence with the quarterback that, you know, I'm a guy that he can throw the ball to and, you know, not ho- hopefully I'm going to come down with it. You know, he's, gonna, yeah. he's not going to be worried about the, the defense making a play. Uh, it's either going to be me or nobody. Yeah, yeah. that's Alec Pierce with us, rookie wide receiver for the Colts, second-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. So you're, you're four games in for yourself. What are the biggest differences in the action and the speed uh, compared to college football now here with the NFL? And, and, and coupling with that, where do you think the game has slowed down for you through about a quarter of the season? Um, yeah, I think it, it's a lot different from college. You know, in college, I think a lot of times I was getting a lot of man coverage, a lot of press. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, going out there. You don't have to identify much of the defense. You just got to go out there and just try to beat the man in front of you. It's a lot more – I've gotten a lot more off coverage this year uh, in kind of zone looks. So you got to – you know, there's more thinking involved with it. So kind of got to think more as a receiver and, you know, diagnose defense and, and adjust your route based on that. Is that a huge difference from college to the pros when it comes to having a, a DB trying to lock you down one-on-one? You faced a lot of man coverage mm. in college. You're yeah. gonna, you face a lot of man coverage in this uh, offense as well due to the fact that sometimes they're double-teaming 11 in that. Right. But uh, those players – completely different from the college to the pro level and are there more handsy on you are there more you know what i'm saying is are they more lenient as far as getting hands up in your face these dbs um i almost i almost say the opposite because i think there's there's different rules for the nfl they definitely call a lot more i know college they can kind of like ride you the whole way they can you know put hands on you the, the whole way whereas nfl like Technically, they're not supposed to put hands yeah, five in yards, five yards. Right? Yeah, yeah, but right. I mean, it, it doesn't always get called. But mm-hmm. they have to be. If they do, it has to be a lot more subtle. You know, they can't be just blatantly trying to, you know, rough you up at, at 15 yards down the field. Right. So, uh, yeah, definitely kind of a little bit of different techniques. Um, yeah, so I'm getting used to that. Yeah, you can tell. Dalek Pierce joins us right now. When do you think that Matt Ryan? When would? When did that come to Matt Ryan, the leader of this offense that says, "Hey, I got a good one out there in 14. I'm not afraid to go to him." When did that trust happen? Um, you know, I I hope. It just keeps on building every week. I mean, I'm not sure if there's been an exact moment. Um, I'd like to say I thought at, at camp I was trying to, you know, go out there every day and improve to improve mm-hmm. to uh, the offense. Um, but I'm I, I'm not sure if they – I couldn't pinpoint the exact moment and, you know, hopefully – Well, it's on, man. It's, it's on. on. I'm yeah, saying right. 8 versus 81 versus Denver. It's on, Alex. <laughs> I want to go back to last Thursday for you. Your first NFL primetime game, what was that like playing under the lights for you? Oh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was an incredible moment. Um I love playing at night. You know, I love playing those nighttime games. Mm-hmm. I know they're they're rare in the NFL, um, but yeah, it was it was super cool. You know, it was, it was a great atmosphere out there in Denver. Uh, super cool to see that stadium. So that right. was fun. How difficult was it for you playing those those two games in five days physically on your body to get ready for that Thursday night game? Physically on my body, I it wasn't as bad. I'm sure as a lot of other guys, um, just mm-hmm. being younger and, and not having the probably snap count that some guys have. But, sure. Um, it was it was definitely a lot mentally with just the fact like we we just did walkthroughs all week we didn't do a full speed practice because mm-hmm. I think you know that's what guys needed to do 
you know, normally our first full speed practice a week's on Wednesday. You can't we can't do that the day before the game. We're packing up and flying no doubt. on Wednesday. So we just did three walkthroughs and mentally you were able to get those reps, but just, you know, physically it was like the first time you're actually running those routes and catching the ball was in was in the game. So mm-hmm. Alec, what's the night before games like for you? Uh, you know, we we have just you know the routine. We we do. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about personally. I know you got coaches meetings. Yeah. I know you got, but you preparing for the game at this level. Yeah, no. Um, if my family's in town, usually like see them real quick. Uh, you know, they 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 travel. They made the. Trip oh, is that there. right? Yeah, yeah. They they did in Denver. Uh, so I saw my mom in Denver. Oh, that's great. The game. Now yeah. wait, stop there. Then let me stop you right there. That's got to be an awesome moment for the Pierce family traveling a long distance to go see mm-hmm. their kid play. And not only that, welcome to the NFL. Like we said, right. eight for eighty one. What's the family's uh, you know energy and what's their attitude like towards you and your success so far? Oh, they're super excited. And you know, I actually I did have my um. My nana there, my grandma. Oh, yeah. awesome. so she she's from Denver, yeah. So she made the trip out, yeah. and I met like a million of my cousins of some extent that I'd never met before. I think they're like second or third cousins. <laughs> they were a lot. They all got Pierce jerseys yeah. on though, right? Yeah, exactly. They were all there. Good for you. What a great story that is. Alec Pierce joined us talking about a little family reunion out in Denver, and that's going to continue. Uh, it's midweek right now. You got the Jaguars, a team that mm-hmm. uh, that didn't allow any points mm. to this offense. And uh, you know what you're looking for early on in the week facing this team. It's on the flip side. We're at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. You know they're they're an incredibly talented team. Uh, you know I was down there watching the game uh, when we played them and mm-hmm. didn't score any points. You know they they really get up front. Uh, they get after the quarterback Oof. and then yeah they they're just an incredibly talented team and I think a team that's kind of up and coming. You know they got a good a lot of good young players. So um, we just got to you know lock in this week and 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 do our best to prepare for that. That's Alec Pierce with us, uh, rookie wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I know you talked about this during training camp, going up head-to-head with Stephon Gilmore every single day and how much better that made you. How, how much is that paying off for you, you know, five games into your rookie season? Oh, it's, it's paid off a ton. You know, he, he's, he gave a great look every day in practice, um, just kind of learning the way he plays, I feel like. You know, he's probably a guy that a lot of corners look up to, so a lot of guys probably study his technique and try to play like him because mm-hmm. of how much success he's had. So, because I have noticed a lot of a lot of corners kind of play that that same kind of technique he plays at the line. So, uh, and and that was something that was pretty new to me. I'd never really seen mm-hmm. a lot of that like softer press. So, uh, it, it definitely you know was great to have those those weeks against him because I kind of learned what what how to attack that and what to work with and you know yeah. what's not going to work and, and when he shuts down a player like Cortland Sutton mm. and gets a pick in the end zone and gets the game winning pass the fence there on fourth down do you just uh, on the sideline you just say see yeah. you know it happens <laughs> to other people the guy's that's, pretty that's good right it, it de- yeah it definitely it definitely <laughs> makes you feel better about yourself you know every, everyone's gone through it so I love it that's Alec Pierce uh just off the field a little bit do you read the do you read the papers do you read the internet do you read about this football team do they read about what you're saying about you individually uh no honestly I, I don't really much no no I maybe if maybe if somebody sends it to me um but no I don't really go out like searching and all that gotcha well keep yeah. on the great path and like i said great great start uh early start to your nfl career talking rookie records along the way alec pierce matey i got one more and i'm gonna let you finish this because i love this about this kid he's world class i said it he's world class when it comes to volleyball alec pierce if he committed to volleyball would be playing at the highest level right now but obviously i'm glad we switched and went to the nfl but mm-hmm. a little fun fact about you midwest kid great at volleyball and your love for the game and one state yeah. championship yes. right in high school right Yep. Yeah, talk it up. Yeah. Undefe- uh, we weren't undefeated that year. I think we lost one game, but yeah, one, we, yeah, we, one match, right? One match, yeah. And we were, you know, we were a really good team. Uh, pretty much everyone on our team went on the D one volleyball 
Except for me. Except for you. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but you went D1 other yeah, way. Right, you knew right. you were going somewhere else. That's awesome. Right, I love yeah. the story. That's very cool. Now, did you how, – how attracted at an early age were you to volleyball, and, and how, how much did uh, you, you fall in love with that sport over time? Yeah, so my, my mom actually played volleyball at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just kind of early on, like I, I enjoyed playing. Like we'd play like Pepper, which is just like mm-hmm. passing sure. the ball around. Uh, and I always loved, you know, doing that and playing that and kind of grew into – I think middle school we had a we had a team from middle school started playing that started playing some club outside of uh, mm-hmm. outside of the school, uh, yeah. So it was kind of really into it pretty early for for volleyball. I know a lot of kids probably just would start in high school because it's not like a really kind of main sport, but that's probably why we were pretty good. Yeah. We hey, had, did it help you become a better wide receiver? Play no, no, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, no, I I think it really did. I think it really helped with uh, like like tracking the ball, high pointing it. Oh, right, yeah. your leaping like ability, yeah, de- right? Definitely, definitely that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alec, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate you stopping by. Congratulations on your big game against Denver. Good luck in week six against Jacksonville, and uh, we'll talk to you soon down the road here in the season. Yeah, thank you, guys. That's Alec Pierce from earlier today, and for that full interview, check it out now on Colts.com and the Colts mobile app. And while you're there, also listen to the official Colts podcast from yesterday and Inside Football with Rick Venturi with his breakdown and the blueprints to beat the Jaguars this weekend. That went up earlier this afternoon. That's all the time we have tonight. Pacer pregame is next. Pacers and Knicks in the preseason. I'm Matt Taylor, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Colts Daily Update here on the home of the Colts, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fans.